Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. Lou Dobbs here, and great to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to The Great America Show where we fight for truth, justice, and the American way full-time, every day. Thank you for being with us in that fight. That fight, by the way, is spreading. We know the White House and the Marxist Dems in league with the deep state are trying to end America. And they're aligned with the drug cartels in Mexico and the communist Chinese. And Biden's State Department has just put out a travel warning for Americans not to travel to Russia and to Americans already in Russia urging them to leave immediately. The State Department refers to what it called a full-scale invasion of Ukraine by Russian military forces. Full-scale. The State Department warning is a level four, the top level. And things are heating up on Capitol Hill as well, where the Republicans seem to be making headway in their investigations of Biden and the Marxist Dems who are trying to crush free speech and the Republican Party, while further corrupting the federal government throughout. The Republican House Judiciary Committee, led by Chairman Jim Jordan, has issued subpoenas to some of big tech's biggest names, the CEOs of Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Meta, and Alphabet. Chairman Jordan ordering the tech titans to turn over all documents that could be related to collusion with the government to suppress free speech. And the Marxist Dems mean to shut down free speech, no matter what it takes. The Biden regime doesn't like talking about Chinese balloons, so the president quits talking, period. The Pentagon tells the American public to just look up if they want to know what's going on with those balloons. Cute, right? A little arrogant, but what the heck? The Pentagon keeps making contradictory statements as well, like the balloons aren't Chinese, and the Chinese somehow keep promising to retaliate for shooting down their balloons, which the Pentagon says aren't their balloons. It's amazing. So this is where we are now in America. The Biden regime puts out as much propaganda as does our enemy, the Chinese government. Our guest today is the former director of the Defense Intelligence Agency under President Obama, former National Security Advisor to President Trump, Retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn with us today. Great to have you here with us, General. What do you make of all this? Yeah, Lou, thanks for having me back on. And, and uh, you know, the great Lou Dobbs. I, I love you. I love your show. I love everything you've done for this country. So, you know, I, I joked the other day talking about these things. You know, it's, it's, they're these, it's a shiny object, but they're like floating pool toys, right? Floating up there in the sky. You know, what's interesting is that we track Santa Claus all around the world on Christmas Eve and we can't have, you know, we can't track these damn balloons. The other thing I want people to know this, and this is this is something that has not come up in any other place that I have listened to about all this. And I'm trying to listen to, you know, what the spokespeople say, what the general says out of NORAD. 
But you know, the United States of America, since we've uh, since we've created NORAD, which is the North America Command for taking care of really incoming nuclear war, they have never had to uh, fire a shot in in anger. They have never had to do this uh, in any other circumstance. So one of the one of the missiles that they fired the other day up in I guess over Lake Huron missed. So when we talk about yeah, when we talk about the you know the ability and, and capability. So ability is one thing. You have the ability to you know to leap tall buildings in a single single bound, but do you have the capability to do it? So we demonstrated a capability the other day that that wasn't as good as we as we thought. That's number one, and it's and it's dangerous to the country because all of our adversaries, principally the Chinese, are watching. The the, the second thing, and I think that this is more more important that what the the it's like probing enemy lines you know when you're when you're a reconnaissance scout you know you go out there and you probe enemy lines and you're looking for weaknesses in their in their lines and what they have been able to do is probe us for you know just an, an incredible amount and now you know now it looks like you know the the these number of balloons how many balloons have they actually brought over here that we didn't see but that's the probing of our enemy lines and then the third thing that you watch for and this is something that uh, when you do reconnaissance operations, I don't care whether they're tactical or strategic, you're looking to test what's called the rules of engagement. And this is rules of engagement, Lou, in the, from a military perspective, are always classified. And they're classified for a reason because, you know, the rules of engagement, they go back to don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes, right? Goes that far back. So when we when we create rules of engagement, they're always classified. Rule of engagement means when you can actually launch a weapon system against an adversarial target. And what we have learned from our own government, just what's, what's public knowledge now, is that our inability to be able to have a clear, comprehensive, and, and strategic defense of our country is now very clear. And we, we were made to look like a joke. Our military was made to look like a joke with this, uh, with these balloons. Never mind, had it been something more egregious, like a North Korean missile, or a Chinese missile, or a or a missile, you know, from from Russia. It doesn't make any difference where they come from because they can all range the United States. So we're in a we're in a tough spot militarily, and I think that the military, you know, and the and it's going to have to start with the with those that who are leading this country are going to have to come to Jesus. Uh, you know, meeting, you know, after action meeting and, and really look at the what did we learn from this? And what we learned is that we're not as capable uh, as we thought. And we made some huge, huge errors, strategic errors. And I think that that's the real crux of this. It's not just the shiny object and, and the distraction that has really been a lot of the stuff on social media that we're being distracted. I totally agree that there's this is a big distraction. But these are just another another sort of nail in the coffin of of Americanism. OK, and this administration, Lou, wants to kill uh, America as it is. And if people don't don't and I, I know that your audience sees this and hears this and gets this in in, in, in a very clear and articulate way from you and, your, and the way you have always brought uh, across your message. But if for those that pick this up in other aspects, 
people that don't think that this is a war that we are in, Lou, are you know they're they're kidding themselves. They're fooling themselves. We are in the we are in the midst of World War III. This is I, I call it a war of narratives for now. There are some physical components to it. These balloons are a very physical component to it. What's happening over in in uh, Ukraine is a very physical component. What's happening with uh, the Israelis over the last couple of weeks, where they launched some some uh, some some uh, capabilities against the Iran uh, missile capable you know uh, capabilities, right? That was happened about two weeks ago. What happens over in the Straits of Taiwan, where the Chinese continue to physically violate the uh, the the air engagement zones over there? And they're testing and they're probing and they're they're attempting to 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 you know gain a reaction. All of these things are components of what we call in the military a road to war, right? And the road to war and the war that we are in is a road to World War III, but in a physical way that that when we talk about when this administration, when Uncle Joe sitting in the White House, you know, mentions the word nuclear, which he has done. Uh, you know that this could this could turn out this could be a nuclear war if we're not you know, if we're not you know if we're not you know kidding our we can't kid ourselves about he talks about Putin as though it's all Putin's fault. I'm not a Putin fan. I'm not a Russia fan. Russia is they're they were one of the average. Hell, I I spent the first third of my career ready to ready to fight on the plains of Europe. Okay, and I fought Cubans. I fought communists in in different parts of the country during that period of time when we still did face off against the Soviet Union. So so people can go pound sand that, that talk about that. This is very real. And we are looking at the p- real potential and why. And we, the big question is why, Lou? Why do we want to have this kind of a confrontation? The main purpose, the main reason is, is because it pays. War pays. P- most people don't know, and you and I, one of the last conversations we've had, or I know we've talked about Afghanistan a lot. And in, in, uh, over the last, you know, this past year, we spent we spent in Afghanistan more money in Afghanistan was spent than we spent on the entire reconstruction in today's dollars on the entire Marshall Plan to reconstruct Europe after World War Two. So we spent more money in Afghanistan than we spent to to rebuild all of Europe after World War Two in today's dollars, Lou. So war pays. And the military industrial complex, the security state that we are in, they love war. They want more of it. They all these neocons, these think tanks that want to drive us these whatever it was, 16 or 18. I think it was 18, 18 Republican senators that voted for one hundred and ten billion dollars to go to Ukraine. Why? I mean, you look at where they come from and I guarantee there's all kinds of contracts that are going to flow into their states. And it doesn't they don't give a shit. Excuse my Irish, Lou, about the you know, and that. But they don't care about the consequences of the results of it. And I'm very, I'm ashamed that these people that are Republicans, supposedly conservatives. Last point, and I'll, I'll get off my soapbox on this. Uh, and let's just say it's one hundred billion dollars, one hundred and ten, actually one hundred and ten billion. If you took one hundred billion dollars and you divided it by four hundred and thirty five congressional districts in the United States of America. Lou, that equals $200 million per congressional district. Do you think that there's congressional districts out there that could use $200 million? You're damn right there are. And that's what people don't think about because 
they, 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 we just throw out these huge numbers, you know, trillions and billions and $30 trillion in debt. And most Americans, it's just like, they goes right, goes right, you know, over their head because it's just, it's an, it's unimaginable sums. But when you start to break it down you say, we could have spent every member of the house could have spent $200 million in their own district instead of a hundred billion over to Ukraine. That then puts it into the perspective of, to me, what I could, what I can imagine. Because when I look out in my congressional district, we have lousy roads. Our, our police here need more help. We've got our fire departments here; they need more help. I mean, there's so much homelessness in our area. We got veterans. We have veterans in in the area that I live in that are homeless. This is insane. So that's where I want our money to be spent. I don't want it to be spent in these foreign wars. I don't want these wars to happen. And we've and we've got all these neocons and 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 military defense think tanks in Washington, D.C. that are that just push us and push us because they all benefit. Yeah, they're neocons, and you're exactly right. The neocons in the Republican Party and the Marxist Dems who are leading the Democratic Party, I, I mean, it really is a witch's brew ideologically that's come together to form what is, I consider it at least to be a fifth column in this country, yep. made up of those Marxist Dems, made up of those rhinos and neocons who really, they don't care about the country. They don't even have an idea of what this country is. Uh, I, I mean, watch and follow Mitt Romney. Yeah. He suddenly was deciding he should step up and, and say, you know, great going, Joe Biden, just because that is his contrary nature. But it's also... For another reason, I believe, I don't think it's an accident that he did that just a couple of days after it was announced that the SEC is investigating the Mormon church for $100 billion in tax fraud. Do you think there was a coincidence? I personally don't. And it's the kind of nonsense that we're seeing from the liberal wing of the Republican Party. The conservative wing of the party is driving right now. America first, make America great, and they're not backing down and apologizing to anyone and are investigating what actually has been going on in this country for at least the past decade, the the persecution of a president of the United States, if you can imagine, uh, for, for now in its seventh year without comment from the New York Times, the Washington Post, other than to cheer on the inquisitors from the Department of Justice, the Marxist Dems who drive the FBI. Uh, it, it is it's outrageous. People are just waking up to what is really going on. You mentioned uh, the that NORAD and that we can follow Santa Claus through NORAD, but we can't detect these balloons the size of uh, a semi-tractor uh, in the sky there's something really wrong with that. And that we find out four years later that balloons had passed over the Biden administration, the Trump administration's America. I love the way the, the White House st uh, styled that because mm -hmm. they're saying, oh, it was it was Trump's fault. He Three balloons were here. They forgot to mention that none of the military had detected it. And neither Biden nor Trump is responsible for what NORAD could detect or didn't detect. And yeah. we also know that you mentioned rules of engagement. The head of NORAD, the general said, we couldn't do anything because of our rules of engagement. Imagine that. We had a the commanding general say yeah. that he couldn't do it. What if that had been some other object I, uh, with propellant 
and a warhead or an EMP or, an, or some type of EMP device. I mean, there's that. that it's those, nuts. The, the, yeah, the payloads that those things could have carried were extraordinary. You mentioned this. I mean, there's, you're, you're talking about something that was the size of like three buses. I mean, these are huge, huge, capable, uh, uh, you know, weapon systems. And this general stands here and says, I, I mean, so call the goddamn, excuse me, call the president of the United States up, get him on the phone and say, hey, I've got this incoming. What, what you know, I, I have the capability to shoot it down. What do you want me to do? Blame it on the freaking president for not saying it. it. Otherwise, that general should resign immediately because he is incapable of doing the job in order to protect our country. If that's where if that's where it comes down to that he failed in his ability to understand the rules of engagement and did not engage a weapon system, then by God, he ought to not be in that job because he's had because his judgment in this case, his judgment is is not uh, capable of being at, at, at that moment. And this is not a fast moving uh, engagement. This was a slow moving target. Imagine if it was jets or imagine if it was incoming missiles where you only have seconds to make a, a split, you know, a split second decision. I mean, Jesus, Lou, what the hell are we dealing with here in this country right now? Well, right now we have a, a Pentagon that I suspect you don't even begin <laughs> to recognize. You're right. uh, Lloyd Austin, a secretary of defense who knows more about uh, uh, gender transformation or whatever it's called. Uh, than he does geopolitics, military strategy, or readiness. This is uh, this is a Secretary of Defense and his and the President's chief advisor, uh, General Milley. Uh, my gosh, in those two people, we have an embarrassment to the nation and an absolute insult to the nation, worrying about more about cultural issues than they are about military readiness and being up on the balls of our feet defensively. And yeah. I'm sick of another thing. I'm sick of hearing about Homeland Security. When is anybody going to wake up that that is, again, just trying to control language? They're talking about defending America. I'm, I'm sitting here listening to these people talking about defending the homeland. This is not my homeland. This is my America. Every citizen who lives here should demand that they get rid of this homeland crap. Whoever heard of that nonsense? Exactly. Until September 11th. It's because they don't want to say it out loud, and it, and we've got to change that. And we have got to make sure everyone is saying it. The United States of America, stand up if you can and respect this nation as you must. Yeah, uh, and, and that's, and that's re really just so well stated. Where are we today in, in, in the way that we're sort of evolving here in this very, uh, so I call it a very perilous time for the United States of America because we, we have two clear divisions going on right now. We have the American people, and I mean the majority of the American people. Then I don't care what their, their uh, you know, Democrat or Republican in those in those categories. That we have this sort of globalist elite which is, you know, espousing this new world order. It comes out of the World Economic Forum. We have, we have an American component of that uh, versus really, I would just call it just regular old American citizens. Those people who have strongly, who strongly believe in the rule of law, the constitution, our bill of rights, who still want to just raise their families in a decent, uh, in a decent country, you know, where you work hard, you know, you, and the idea of capitalism is fine. But we, but we respect each other, and we respect each other because we have something called the rule of law. 
you know, you mentioned the Department of Injustice. I mean, the Department of, of, of Justice, the Department of Injustice, they have two standards of law right now, one for, you know, one for anybody who supported Donald Trump and then one for anybody else who uh, who aligns with their with their woke concept of uh, of the way America should be. And when we so w- one of the things that's about to come up here and it's it's happening this this uh, week and into next week. And I want your audience to pay attention to it. And maybe maybe uh, next week or so I, I could come back on and we can talk about some of the outcomes. But there's something called the Munich Security Conference, the Munich Security Conference. And it, mm-hmm. and the U.S. delegation is going to be led by Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris doesn't have a clue what anything what Europe is even about. She couldn't put her finger on most of the countries in that country and tell you what they are or what they do. She doesn't have a clue what NATO is about. She didn't when she became the vice president, and she still doesn't. She's going to lead a delegation. It's going to be the largest delegation we have ever sent over to, to a Munich Security Conference. A Munich Security Conference is a very big deal. It's where, it, it's number one, it talks about security. It's in Munich, Germany, and they are going to uh, bring in all of the people, the, the countries that come there, they're going to bring their prime ministers. They're going to bring their their leadership. They're going to bring their intelligence leadership. They're going to bring their defense leaders. And they're all going to meet here in the next uh, week, week and a half. And they're going to talk about what one of the topics is going to be. Should we bring Ukraine into NATO? OK, and, and it, it is all designed to draw us closer and closer to a physical war in Europe. I mean, these people are psychopaths. And we are led by people that have no idea what they're doing. I mean, uh, Uncle Joe and, and Kamala and Aunt Kamala here, they don't know what they're doing. They're being led. I mean, w- we are being led. The American people are being led into something that we have. One, we don't want we don't want to be part of it. Two, it has nothing to do with the, the national security of this country. Three, if I if I go out there and I talk about it, I'm going to be called a you know, an apologist for Russia. Screw you that are that are talking like that. Excuse and excuse me for being the way I am today. But I'm so I'm so irritated with the direction that these people are taking this country, and and they're taking it down this path, Lou, to destroy it. There's no reason in the world why we should have this southern invasion of our country going on. And the and the reason is because we have a quote unquote Department of Homeland Security that does nothing. And, and they are going to get more and more dollars. This latest 1.7, what is it? 1.7 or $1.2 trillion budget that was- 1.7. 1.7, 7, $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. trillion budget that was just approved. The amount of money that's going to flow into the Department of Homeland Security, and, and they're tearing down the walls. They are, they are, uh, they are tying the, our, our Border Patrol's hands behind their backs. They're tying- they're practically shutting down what ICE is supposed to be able to do. They're allowing, I mean, just filth, criminals, and, and other thugs to come into our country from, right now it's up, upwards of 160 countries. Now, the majority, of what I've seen lately, and, I, and what I've seen lately, I've seen video from, video footage, and I've been down on the border a number of times, video footage, and it's primarily of military-aged men. Where are the hell are they going, Lou? Who's, who's taking these? People under their arm, you know, under their control. Are they going to work for the criminal cartels that are running the streets of America today? I mean, pushing Chinese fentanyl. It's that we have the scourge of fentanyl. I mean, what is the Homeland Security even designed to do? I, I actually, you know, I actually don't have a clue anymore 
what they're what they're doing other than sucking us dry for our tax for hard-earned taxpayers' dollars, and they're allowing an invasion of this country. And you know, so that's those are two major things that are going on right now that are going to affect the future of our country and the future of our children. And it's going to be the outcome of this Munich Security Conference and whatever they end up deciding to do in Europe. And then this continuation of this border invasion that's going on, allowing primarily military age men to come into this country, not only as a physical threat, uh, you know, an on the streets uh, criminal uh, threat, threat, but also the threat of the drugs that they're bringing in. I mean, if, if we weren't if we weren't in a declared World War III, I, I don't know what we're in, but we're, we are in a World War III right now, Lou, and it has all the aspects of physical, psychological, emotional, financial, you know, and spiritual components. And, and I don't feel like we're on the, on the good end of it right now. No, neither do I, General. And I tell this audience uh, straight up what I think at any given point, and I have to say, uh, I'm very clear that uh, I believe and have believed for years now that there are gr the greatest disinformation campaigns against the American people are mm -hmm. emanating from the federal government. Uh, mm -hmm. From one branch to the other, it isn't simply a military psyops. It isn't simply uh, the Department of Homeland Security, but they all they both play a significant role. Uh, to your point about uh, the Homeland Security Department. The Homeland Security Department was created in support of and coordination of first responders. That was the idea behind its original creation to bring 22 departments, which was a ridiculous number. They didn't have to do that, but they did. And now we have this behemoth that is always searching for a mission. And now suddenly they're no longer in the Homeland Security business because they have a 2,000 mile long border with Mexico that they are absolutely not defending. And Homeland Security uh, is, is, is a travesty. As you say, Immigration and Customs Enforcement that is supposed to be the enforcement arm of the, uh, of the federal government and immigration uh, policies to remove illegal immigrants from this country. And they are stood down. Uh, the Border Patrol, 50,000 Border Patrol agents haven't got a job. So what are they doing? And it's a very real question. And what are we talking about the cartels? The cartels are obviously the partners of the Biden administration and the Marxist Dems. They're working hand in glove because what is the other explanation for leaving that border wide open to drugs that kill more than 100,000 Americans every damn year? There is no excuse for it. People talking about balloons flying high in the sky, that's simply to talk about how what a bunch of lowlifes we have in the White House running this country. Yeah. And one puppet president who reports to that Marxist M. Cabal, and you and I both know who has to sit in those uh, chairs when they convene. This is a time for people to wake up. This is nothing more than a distraction. And speaking of distractions, now with disinformation, mm -hmm. out comes the White House saying these no sign whatsoever that these balloons are from China. They're UFOs. That is your federal government talking now. Now they, could, they couldn't get enough reaction to uh, China spy balloons. 
they decided that uh, to keep everyone's eyes away from the House hearings and investigations, let's have something else. And now they've got a UFO task force for crying out loud in the it's White ridiculous. House. Yeah, no, exactly, because they have to, because they don't know how to answer the stupid questions that they get. They, they don't know how to answer. I, you know, it, it's really, it's frustrating. So let me let me address a couple of things that I that sure. you raised that are really important. And and I'll use it like this. So, you know, when you talk about organizing 22 different agencies around the Homeland Security, and it was all about our first responders, when you, when you think about two philosophies, one is defund the police, which is a philosophy of communism, okay? You got to get rid of national, or you got to get rid of local policing. We're the only country in the world that has local policing. No other country in the world, Lou, has local cops, okay? The, the, the United Kingdom can argue with me about the Metropolitan Police Department in London. They're not local. They, are, they, are, they work directly for the Crown. The only country in the world, and I'm going to say it again, that has local policing is the United States of America. So you must defund the police. If you wanna change the fabric of this country, get rid of local police, tie their hands behind their back, do whatever you can to, to, to demean them, to, to demote them. And so, you, and so this phrase defund the police. The second thing that you must do is you must raise up the federal police force, okay? Right now, Lou, and most people in this country don't, don't know, but we have about 135 federal agents on the books within the federal uh, federal uh, organizations, and the FBI is the lead for that. With the advent of uh, this 87,000 IRS agents, and that hasn't stopped, so they, they've continued to hire 87,000. Right. They're not hiring accounting degrees, okay? People with accounting degrees, they're hiring agents, they're hiring police, they're hiring law enforcement capable type people. And they're probably, and, and some of them might even be some of these illegals coming in. So they're hiring another 87,000. So we're looking at in the next year, we're probably gonna, gonna break the threshold of 200,000 federal police. Con under communism, you must, you, you cannot have local policing. They hate the idea that we elect sheriffs and counties, okay? They would love to change that. There are people in Congress that would love to get rid of the idea of sheriffs because Absolutely. Are, they would love to so defund the police and grow federal police capabilities. Okay, that's that is a communist tactic, and that is exactly what they have been trying to do for a long time, and it's been going on well before even Donald Trump came into office. Barack Obama was was one of the masters of it. That's number one. The second, the second thing, and I want people to pay attention to this, and it's a declaration out of the White House recently. Okay, so these are things that the you know, this is not me talking about it. This is the White House, and it's called the Declaration of North America. Okay, mm -hmm. the Declaration of North America. So Obrador from Mexico, Trudeau from Canada, and Biden from uh, the United States, they all signed off on something called the Declaration of North America, which essentially means they, there is a move to have North America as a regional, uh, this is, and I, this is no kidding, as similar to what the European Union is, right? As a regional nation, right? The this is what this Declaration of North America is. People can go look it up on the whitehouse.gov white, uh, uh, website and try to understand what they're, what they're trying to do. So you've got Mexico and Canada, which are basically, you know, North and South. Uh, and, and you got a guy like Trudeau, who's a total communist. We are, we are looking at the potential for a zone Okay, a, a zone that then opens up to all kinds of activities, right? And you start to say, well, whose laws are we following? 
these people are going to try to continue to move us down a, down a path where, and this is the way the, the new world order is structuring the, the world. So if you, anybody, any of your listeners that have really been into this, and I've probably been into it too much, um, but there these economic zones, primarily economic zones, but they're also, they're also zones where you start to say, well, who's in charge? And it's gonna be the organizations like the World Health Organization, right? The World Trade mm -hmm. Organization. They, the G20, and this is part of this declaration, the G20 back in Bali in December, they had their big old conference. The, uh, all the nations that attended that, and the US is the big one, is the big leader there, quote unquote leader. They signed off on a World Health Organization, uh, basically rule where the World Health Organization is now is, there, is going to impose a global vaccination card, okay, which is going to limit your ability to be able to travel around the world unless you're fully vaccinated. And on that note, on that note, because uh, it's, it, it's just breaking uh, probably in the last 24, 48 hours, and it's coming out of Africa. They say it's coming out of Africa. I, I, I don't have the, you know, the goods on that yet, but it's called the Marburg virus, the Marburg virus. So your, your folks can look that up. So there's, they're going to have another. It's a, hemor it's a hemorrhagic uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, disease so, like yeah. Ebola. Exactly. So, so they're, they're going to come out with this thing and they're going to go see, you have to get vaccinated. And so this is how we're going to do it. And this is where uh, people in this world economic forum and, and, uh, and this new world order, they talk about surveillance under the skin. So all these things that I just talked about, the, the declaration of North America, defunding the police, growing the size of a, of a federal police capability, this department of injustice that has two systems of justice for this country. And then you throw in these globalist organizations and people, people say, will say Flynn's out of his mind. He's a conspiracy theorist. Uh, hey, don't take my word for it. Go to the whitehouse.gov, look up declaration of North America, go to the whitehouse.gov and look up executive order 14067, which has to do with central bank digital currencies, executive order 14067, go to the World Economic Forum website and listen to the speeches that they just gave in their last uh, week long session in Davos, Switzerland. I mean, these people, some of these people that are part of this thing are legitimate psychopaths. And I'm just, I'm just telling you that we are in the throes. I actually am glad, you know, on a positive note, Lou, I'm happy, I'm glad that I'm alive during this moment in time because, and you too, because what we still have in this country is we have champions. We have people that are willing to stand up and fight and stand firm. What I went through, what they took me, what they took my family through, I know how, how President Trump feels. It's, his is on another level, but my, mine is, is damn close to his. And I could have been the first one that said, you know, screw you, Donald Trump. But this is not about Donald Trump. This is about the future of America and the future of our children. So that's why I'm glad to be alive. That's why I'm glad to, that, that you, are still doing exactly what you are, you know, what you're doing, because you could have been someone that just walked away from it all and said, screw this, I'm going to go retire, but we're still fighting. And I know that there's many, many Americans that rely on us. There's many Americans that are out there in their own ways, in their own communities, fighting for this country. And that's, that's what they fear. What this, what this, this body of these globalists fear is what they cannot control. And you know what they can't control, Lou? They can't control the spirit of the American people. And that's what I, that's what makes me, you know, that's what drives me every single day to do what I do and, and to basically and to stay in this fight because, yes, it is exhausting, but it's a necessary thing because 
I don't just think about the future of our country. I also think about the future of my children and my grandchildren. And I want them to have a, a country that I had, all right? That, that I want them to be able to grow up and live in a, in a place that's a great country, the greatest country in the history of the world. So anyway, that, that's, that's my sort of, you know, that's my, my paid speech here today, you know, by Mike Flynn. But I'm, I'm sick of it, but I'm going to continue to fight these bastards. Well, I know you are, and I'm proud to be in the fight with you, as I'm, I am sure all of this audience is. They're in this fight, and that number is growing, I truly believe, every day across the country, because this is a battle between good and evil, and no one should sugarcoat it. No one should uh, soft-pedal any part of this. This is good, and this is evil, and they are in the battle of the of eons, I truly believe. Yeah, That's what yeah. we're witnessing. You mentioned the, the North American Union. I, I have reported on and, and, and talked about the North American Union fighting mm -hmm. the Bush administration every step of the way for, through the 2000s on what he originally called the, I believe this is correct, the North American Strategic and Prosperity Partnership. That was to be the North American Union, you're exactly right, dropping the borders in full and bringing together one homogenous uh, but absolutely impossible North American Union. Yeah. It is an attempt to every move by these Marxist Dems, the neocons, and the globalist elites, and I think that's fairly representative of the powerful forces at work, their idea is to diminish the United States in every way they can to diminish the middle class, to take working men and women, entrepreneurs, and suck the lifeblood yep. out of them. Their spirits break their spirits, and you break America. And that's what we're witnessing without any question whatsoever. And, and folks, we've just got to understand what it is. And if you're uncomfortable with the word evil, then you're uncomfortable with reality. Exactly. Evil is everywhere. And good in this country is everywhere, and it's a battle that we have to join, and we have to fight like hell and win it. Uh, and that's what this conversation today has been all about, and it's why we invited General Michael Flynn here, because no one has fought harder for this country uh, and for our, our deals than General Michael Flynn. We always give our guests the last word, General. We're delighted you're that guest today. And we are delighted, if you will, your concluding thoughts as we wrap up here. Yeah, well, my first of all, thank you, Lou. Thank you to your audience. Your audience is terrific. It always has been. I would just offer to everybody that this is a time. And, and frankly, what I would what I would uh, recommend is because I did it the other day. I read to a group of people the Declaration of Independence. It takes like three minutes to read it. Google it, or hopefully you got a constitution around your house somewhere, but Go read the Declaration of Independence again, and that'll tell you everything you need to know about where we stand as a nation today. Uh, the, vision, the vision of our founders was so clear and how they laid it out you know, in terms of we the people, uh, and that's where we stand today. We stand on that precipice of greatness or we stand on the precipice of decline, and I want to be part of you know, the winning team of America, which I know we can do, but we have to do it together and people have to understand the sacrifice that's going to be needed to uh, to get there. So God bless you, Lou. Thank you so much for the invite. And I look forward to coming back on here soon.
Our thanks to General Michael Flynn, retired U.S. Army Lieutenant General, great American. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Tomorrow, our guest is the Alabama Secretary of State, Wes Allen. He's getting rid of the electronic voting registration system used by most states. It's called ERIC because he thinks that voter data should not be permitted out of the Alabama state government. He's our guest here tomorrow. Please join us. Until then, God bless you and God bless America.